this gift, my body, what should I do with it? So much unique, so much belongs to me. For the quiet joy of breathing, yet merely being alive. Tell me, whom have I to thank? I'm both gardener and flower one, alone in this earthly prison cell. My breath, my only way to leave, a trace on the glass of eternity. Henceforth, it bears a pattern which is mine, even to me unknown as of late. Let the lease be taken away, so that what I am may not be lost. Back to the surface. Ah, the sun. How much time has it been? It's been a couple of hours. It's probably in afternoon now. What do you guys want to do now? Request a meeting with the Lord Gyorgy. Let's go talk to your boy Georgie. Yogi. Hail. When you guys are started to move towards his house, he clears his throat and he says he might actually be in his office and he points upstairs in the building here. We'll try that then. Thank you. So you guys go upstairs and yes, indeed, there seems to be like a large office and kind of sitting room on the second level that's really close to the whistle. And when you go upstairs, you see behind a desk is seated a creature that does not look human or or elf or anything like that. They're slightly smaller than a human, like five feet tops. Their skin is red, rusty, more redder than rust. They have black hair with very intense sideburns. They have glasses and they are currently, you see like there is a a letter on their left side and they're currently copying with a lot of attention a copy of the first letter that was written like really quickly. When you guys come up, they kind of look at you and they have like these amber colored eyes, like very flashy, like almost yellow eyes. And it says, who are you? What can I do for you? We thought the Lord might be in his office. He is? Who are you? You haven't answered the question. He employed us to investigate issues in the mines. Oh, did he? All right. And uh, why do you want to waste his time? Well, we found something rather significant. About? The interruptions. The problem that's probably driving the workers mad. Okay, so you want an interview with him, is that it? Well, we'd like to tell him what we've found. Please, at least wash your hands and face, and he points to a bathroom to the side. He says, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna check if he wants to have you over. And he just kind of hops down his chair and he makes his way towards... But we have no idea what it is. You can roll either a nature or a history. Yeah, 
I'll do history, why not? Lucian, you have no idea what this thing is. As a female, though, physically, besides the size of this thing, they look like hobgoblins to you. Hobgoblins? They're smaller than hobgoblins? Or bigger? Oh yeah, hobgoblins, from what you've heard, are like these really tall. This thing is below five feet and you don't think it's some type of defect or anything like that? Like they just seem like a bit smaller than human size. But like the skin tone, the eyes, the hair, the like kind of squished nose a little bit, everything points to a hobgoblin to you. I'm glad to be taller than someone for once. <laughs> are we left alone or is there another one of them in there? No, that's it. You guys are, are left, but when he goes inside, he leaves the door not completely closed. It's a jar. No, it's a door. Well, given that chance, then I will press to digitate just myself clean. Perfectly clean. I'll change the colors to uh, back to like blue, but like a half blue, half gray. Shofra will wash himself in the basin. Yeah, I'll rinse. I'm just imagining all the salt on your body just kind of like poofs up into the air on you like a cartoon outline and then just drops onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, obgoblin returns quickly and he says, okay, very well. He'll have you now. Please. Okay. Quick, 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 quick. Okay, okay. Moving on. Right. Yeah. Quick, okay. And yeah, you guys make your way inside Lord Georgi's office. And you see he was looking at papers. He just makes a pile out of them and he puts them on his desk and he says, I wasn't expecting you up so soon. Uh, is it done? Like, what did you find out? I wouldn't say done, but it's a bit more complicated than I think anyone realized. Go on. So it seems to be centered in Tunnel 3 where this rebellion started. Okay. The first thing is that last night, I don't think anyone else had this, but I did. I started hearing chanting in my dreams that I've never heard before. Okay. Which only got worse as we got down, and it started affecting the rest of us. Yeah. And then we did see, or Chofra here, saw a small figure darting around the walls as we moved towards the main chamber. And when we got in, it sounded very strange. There was more echoing chanting and a sun underground that tried to speak to us. It was going back and forth between singing praises almost, and then anger. Okay. And you spoke to the sun? Does he look like he's believing us? Yeah, I'm gonna insight and see how he's reacting to the comments. No, sure, friend. Like, you, you can tell, uh, like, he's saying, mm-hmm, okay, go on, what did you say? Like, he's dismissive? It's like he's just tolerating listening to us. Yeah. So you talked to the sun, what did the sun say? Well, he talked about Fatir, Nicolas. Nicolas, yeah. What did it say about Nicolas? He asked where he was. Where is he? He's in the ground? <laughs> yeah, but here in the down. Yeah, yeah, he's in the cemetery. What happened to him? He just died of old age. I think it's less important how he died. And it seems to me more that Whatever it is that's down there is clearly powerful enough to affect the minds of so many. It may even be affecting some of the guards. Yeah, I think whatever this thing is, that Nicholas must have made some matter of deal with it. If it's asking for him by name, 
like demanding to know where he is and speaking about him. And then also we learn on the way back up that the production quotas are nearly identical year after year. Exactly. Like, not nearly. There's no <laughs> adverb to add to that. Yeah. I mean, if you have the same amount of workforce working the same amount of hour with the same amount of drive, yeah, the numbers are the same. I am no miner, but I was a farmer, and I knew many others that were also the same. I have never seen identical production like this for so long. It's not natural. Can you make a persuasion check, please? That is a 21, so I'll take it. You see that massages his temple a couple of times and says, you see, that was exactly why I thought that standing for runners in the shaft would help. But now you're just spewing the same thing as my guard and the workers. Maybe because there's some truth to it. <laughs> Yes, think for a moment. If we who have never been here before come here and within a single day are having the same experience, does that not indicate that there is a fair amount of truth to it? And it's affected us to varying degrees. It's not all the same. Did you ever go into the mind? <laughs> I have. Yes, I have many times. I have also heard about the... the, 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 the... <sighs> The mud and the stone and the clay, like, I've heard all of it. And the salt. And the salt. And the sea. And the flesh. And the sea. And the flesh. And the hail. Oh, for fuck's sake. Do you know the rest of the ten? I want to know. Out of curiosity, I wonder if it might be of some importance. What was the late Captain Alyosha here to do? Do you think it might have had anything to do with this? Yeah, he was here to... Deliver some whale fat, and in exchange, I would giving a couple of workers just, you know. But I didn't like this arrangement. This was an arrangement that was here before. Look, I liked Alyosha. He was amicable and everything, but I'm not comfortable into giving away some of my workers because they've been bad in the past. I don't think they should work on an icebreaker. I think still the mines here are better than over there. So I told Alyosha that I wouldn't do the bargain anymore. But he was still coming here. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Did he ever say why he needed them? What was the fat used for? Uh, they were used for illegal rituals. Hmm. Illegal rituals. Can you elaborate? They were used for the cult of the damp mother. And it's an old belief here in Lemordia, but the, the Church of Light has forbidden anything like that. So I rooted that out. And you do not think to worry about people hear female voice down there. Their dark rituals perform. Yeah, that's the thing. That's one of the reasons we should stop doing it, no? Yes, but also chain reaction from that maybe lead to what's down there now. So you're discrediting some things. I don't... The church doesn't acknowledge that mother anyway. Sure, okay, but when did you stop the ritual? A couple of months ago. Don't see the connection. It seems to be when things took a turn for the worse, though. What do you want me to do then? Let's just send people to be devoured by this 
damp mother and sending off people that have committed some crimes here to work on the icebreakers? Is that... No, that's why I'm sending you there. Like, get rid of this thing if it's actually influencing the mind here, but don't feed it. We're just trying to understand what's going on. Well, for a moment, it did make mention of the sea and that it was fond of it. I'm not sure why, but that is probably part of that other side of the deal of sending workers off. It's fond of whale fat. Perhaps that's the connection there. But my thinking is that if Nikolaus made some form of deal with this thing, perhaps by being buried up here, it was left unfulfilled. It asked several times where he was and did not seem to care whether or not he was dead. In fact, I think it knew it knew he was dead. The only solution I can think of, and it is rather grim, would be to bring the body down to that chamber. It's unsavory, but it is the only thing I can think of. Unless anyone else has something. Before we do that, again, we're trying to collect information before we jump onto strange things. Well, I refuse to bend to this creature, whatever it is. I'm not going to play its game. It can starve for all I care. A starving beast would have big jaws that are very hungry, and the thing encompasses all of the mine. But what would you do? You would lose your numbers in between that. What if it's the one giving you those? <sighs> I'd rather you dispatched of it. I don't want you to appease it, because then it's going to continue to demand. We're not trying to appease it. We don't know how to get rid of it. That is the problem. If it is some supernatural force, how are we who have but weapons of steel and iron to dispatch it? I... It's against all the tenets of the church to unhurt someone. To give it to a creature? I'm not comfortable with that. If he is the one that made the deal in the first place, that is on him. These are simply the consequences of whatever he has done. How would you know that it would stop once it has this body? It has other bodies. If, say, another deal has not been made, and this one is concluded, wouldn't it stop? I don't know. I'm not this... I mean, I don't either, but it's the only conclusion I can arrive to. So you'd have me approve this unhearthing of this great man that was Nicholas Vatier, just in case it would maybe put a stop to this maybe creature? Unless you know or have anything that he has written in the past, journals or diaries or letters or something, that we could get some insight into what he has done, barring any of that... Yes. I can look, but I don't remember seeing any of that. How would this great man not have documents of what he do? I mean, if he made like a dark pact with a dark creature, it, he might have kept that out, out of the book. Where did he live? In the mansion? Here. In the mansion here, yes. What about Hobgoblin over there? Would this person help scribe certain things? Has this one worked for him before, or just worked for you only? No, he's only worked for my family. He has nothing to do with Vatir. I brought him with me. Vatir wasn't fortunate enough to have 
one of the Domovoi. Sir Nicholas wasn't a particularly good bookkeeper by any stretch of the Im imagination, but he always had the same numbers and the numbers have stayed the same, so I wasn't too worried. I think that if there if, if it's something that's feeding off whatever we give it, if we starve it out, it's just gonna die. Or it could cause so much damage that this entire place collapses. And potentially more. Packs are serious business. From what we know of, uh, well, where are we from? That led to lots of problems. The guy you sent down. Oh, Stepanovich. Stepanovich, yeah. yeah. What about him? Could we talk with him? Uh, sure. If you could. Well, because they said that he was, like, rubbing them up, so... If you want to talk to Stepanovich, you'll have to find the Chamber 1. It's in the old part of the mine. It's blocked off and I can't have the elevator stop there from up here. You'll have to go down and make your way up. Well, that's good to know we got permission there. It's just, even if we want to dispatch the thing, we need to know what it is. Certainly. I want to just go there. But you've claimed that you've seen it. Not really seen. We've experienced it, and it is very encompassing of the entire mine. Just to emphasize. Well, perhaps it is very shrewd, because it has never appeared to me. Is there anything else I can help you with? I don't want to rush you, I just, I have a lot of work. But how about paper letting us tell the guards that we can actually go do the things that you let us do? They already know that you can do whatever you want. Just, just ask them. So we just say that you give us permission? Oh, okay. Just talk to Oleg Yurevich. He knows. Oh, he's my fave. <laughs> yeah, he's just Mr. Uncomfortable. That's just his permanent mood while we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for stopping by. Keep me posted. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thank you as well. Also, how you get one of those? And I point at the Domovoy. Now he looks very uncomfortable. He says... I don't think your family qualifies for one. Ah, interesting. All right, I need to go find my family papers. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Did the, the goblin stay with us? Was he in the room? No. He returned to his copying. Yeah. Got work to do, man. He's a house elf. You just have to give you the socks. <laughs> <laughs> Hail. <laughs> you are really not letting that go. So, what is the plan? We'll probably go check out level one. You guys get back into the elevator and ask Oleg to bring you down. You mention level one. Oleg tells you, well, the elevator doesn't stop at level one anymore. So, how do we get there? He says, I'll show you once we get to the landing platform. Once you guys return to the landing platform, he says, you need to change the orders of the gears here. And once the order is changed, you'll be able to access level one when we pull the lever. With the elevator, okay. Yep. Puzzle oh. time! Yay! And the crowd went wild. This is where all my skills go to pop. No, you see, it's not, it's not a complicated one. She says that every time. It makes it worse. Yeah, because he feels stupid not being able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always feel stupid. It's just like, I don't need verified evidence of that. Let me bring you to the page. Oh, cogs. Oh, my cog. So you guys should be able to move some of the cogs. The bottom one, 
and the top right one need to be connected. Just a uh, reiteration. So the goal is to use all the cogs to connect this lower gear to this gear on the top right. Yeah, correct. And you guys can move them around, you can switch them, you can do whatever you want with them, just as long as, yeah, they don't overlap and there's a black dot in the middle. So you just have to be careful when you place them though. They're not supposed to touch like the cogs. They're supposed to like go in between like the cog. Yeah, they lock. They lock, yeah, but they're not supposed to overlap. So we can't rotate them to cheat. Gotcha. You shouldn't need to. You shouldn't need to. <laughs> shouldn't need to. All right. So I think some of the big boys have got to move. And, and like the big boys can potentially connect to each other too. We don't have to have the little cogs in between. Right. They probably have a few small cogs to get around. You don't want like a string of small ones too because there's not enough power. Are we actually following through on that? Uh, you can roll an intelligence check if you want or an investigation. Well, this one is still works there. One person can do it. Not everybody. I'm not doing it. I'm so stupid. <laughs> My character is way smarter than me, which is not saying much. Are you guys okay as I roll? You're the smart pants. I like to ask. It's a team game. Mm-hmm. And I'm decently smart, but not smart enough. 13. Okay, do you want to spend fortune for more information, or you're good with your 13? Ah, uh, screw it. Let's do it. Two more. You're spending two more? To your understanding, you need one big cog, one small cog. One big cog, one small cog. Because if it was animated, the small ones run on one clockwise and the big ones are going counterclockwise yeah i didn't answer but now with the check that you know that you need to alternate yeah you need to alternate since that was pretty much a sure thing could later on i use this 15 to learn more about clockwork as i was working on it the other night absolutely right now you are working with it they're big size removing them it's not super easy but there's no influence on the puzzle itself Let's test the little guys with each connecting node, get a perspective of how that looks like. Let our subconscious kind of work at that. Right now, it's not overlapping right now. No, okay, yeah, that looks good to me from my screen. So this big boy connects there. And here. Right there. There you go. There you go. I wasn't that hard. <laughs> wow, it didn't take us a whole hour. Easy fucking game, dude. Easy game. <laughs> Woo! I'm gonna have to step it up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, please. <laughs> this is about as much as I can handle. Do I get a gold star? For what? Solving the puzzle. Well, that would mean that everybody gets a gold star and then no one's special. Yeah, but I'm the one that put the last piece in place. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> if I take credit, it's all mine? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. You can add on your character sheet. I want you to add an achievement section, and then you can uh, say that you passed the last cog. <laughs> so wait, are we doing an achievement hunter in D&D? This is going to get awkward real fast. Do I get title unlocks or mounts? <laughs> yeah, you get the last cog achievement. <laughs> At the end of the complete campaign, we're going to tally the uh, achievement unlock. <laughs> and you're going to get a prize. Yay! Like, we need to beg for it for each time. Yes! Like, under this. 
You gotta pay for shipping and handling, of course, for whatever prize you get. It's, I'm just doing it for Hunter so he feels special. Okay. <laughs> for roleplay-wise, we're probably just, like, looking at this, and Oleg's just in the background shaking, or, like, just, like, they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, it's okay, we got these. It just moves up. It just goes flying away. It's like, oh, I- I'll go get that. They'll be right back. Hold on one second. Haven't you ever had to fix a mill before? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I pinched finger. If you get your finger pinched in this, you won't even have a finger anymore. True. But there's a good thing. There's no current. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how it's powered, right? Magic. I'm learning with each knowledge check progressively, hopefully. With that 15, you realize that the cogs themselves, they're purely mechanic. There's no magic to those cogs at all. They're literally just massive cogs. The power is generated somewhere else. It's not the cogs themselves. On the map, bottom left. Oh, the other. There's like a, a bunch of levers. So when you're ready, the guard will reactivate the power. That's where the power seems to be coming from. I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> So all I'm imagining is Isafine is like, pull the levers, Anna! <laughs> Roll levers! <laughs> Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> There's two levels, three levers. So we need a combination? That's another puzzle, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, no. Yeah, so you give the go. We're ready. You yeah. guys are ready, right? Oh, sure. I still forgot what's the name of the dude we're looking for. Stepanovich. Stefanovich. Oh, Stepan. Excuse me. That would be his last name. You guys have no first name. The elevator starts rumbling back up and eventually it kind of makes a very weird sound as if clearly this side of the uh, of the elevator shaft hasn't been used in a really long time. So it just kind of makes a very grinding noise. It comes to a halt. And you're not even completely like at the floor level when it stops. So imagine like being kind of stuck more or less in between two stories uh, in, an, in a real elevator. So you have to climb through it? You guys have to yeah. c- climb your way through, yeah. First one to lose a leg is it just gets dismembered from your body. <laughs> <laughs> no! The elevator just go down. Yep. This is like those early industrial revolutionary factories where kids just lose their limbs and machines all the time. Oh, not just the kids. Everyone. <laughs> so, what do you do? You're just kind of trapped where you are. Is it big enough so we can, like... You could crawl, probably, yeah. So let's start with the Zafina. She's the... And the elevator, is it like a loose cage that kind of can, like, rock back and forth? Or is it like a straight tether between them. You know what I mean? Like, is it taut or can it move a bit to give the the bigger people room? No, it's taut. Well, no, it's more that, is it attached in the center or is it got attachments on the on different corners of the cage? It's attached in the middle. Okay, so yeah, it would have a little bit of swing. The shaft is very narrow, though. Okay, but it's snug against the shaft, so there's like, there's no... No. Miriam, are we able to remove those cogs? Because I'd like to do that so they don't move the elevator on us and trap us here. The cogs are at the bottom. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was attached to this system here. And yeah, so there's an opening. It's not very big. If you just kind of grab the side of the shaft, you could use your strength to kind of pull you over. Does Xana pass with all her armor? It's not that much armor. For sure, you can't do this maneuver with your sword on your back, so you'll have to unhook it. Well, no, yeah, that's going to have to come off separate. Yushin and Xana, you guys are the biggest. You might have to squeeze a little bit. 
I do not mind going through, but I do not know how to stop this from potentially destroying itself. Is there something I could spot that would stop it from moving? Like, I don't know if we have any control while on this, because there's- You guys have no control while you are in the elevator. We just have the green and the red light. No, that's not even in the elevator. The green and the red lights are in the small cabin at the bottom, uh, where there's someone that pushes the button to activate it. It's not an actual elevator. It's just like a dumbwaiter. You guys know what a dumbwaiter is? Yes. It's more a dumbwaiter than an actual elevator. So while you are inside, you have no control whether it moves or not. And what happened is the, the elevator was going up and it just stopped. It stopped without going all the way up. We're not getting anything done by standing here. Shofrost goes up first. Shofrost, can you make an athletics check for me to see how well you're able to... Can we help him? Oh, definitely. That would give him advantage. Uh, (laughs) With an advantage, nine. Do you want to spend a fortune or... I'll spend one for a ten. Even with the boost, the problem is contorting yourself to to actually make it. And once you get to your head and shoulders are through the hole, there's this grinding nose and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get cut in two, but it doesn't move. But when you try to use your arm to pull yourself, you discover that it's slippery. It's very slippery. (laughs) It's gonna be the worst. (laughs) Is that with his own tears or what? It's slippery like water or is it viscous? No, it's viscous. And when you eventually push and you are on the floor, you realize, uh, first of all, it's completely black. So you only, uh, there's no ambient light. So with your dark vision, you can't tell exactly what color it is, but it's like a viscous grayish substance that feels very oily on your skin, but it's thick. How does it smell? It smells pungent. It has a, it's hard to describe, a meaty, charnel quality to it. Oh, okay. You may not like the color of that liquid you're standing in. <laughs> well, <laughs> we should have Lucian, our flesh expert, inspecting this. So, are you saying anything, Shofra, while you are discovering this? This, uh, floor. Very, uh,. Sticky. Smell like meat that sit out for day. Oh, great. I am unsure to light torch. Let me see. I, I'm used to explosive things. Can I get a whiff? Yeah, you can. You can smell it. Do I d- sense anything that, from my experience, would be flammable or incendiary? If you should light a torch. Mm. Would it be something that I know it's possible? Survival? No, because you have never encountered whale oil before. Oh, is it whale oil? <laughs> I mean, if it's fat, fat can burn. I mean, it's specifically designed to burn in lanterns, so... I would probably wait on that. Lucian, guess what? I'm staying here. I'm not coming. <laughs> no, you're coming with. It depends if it's refined or not, but looking upon it, it is extremely unstable and volatile. Yeah, great. <laughs> so yeah, you, you're not sure it's a good idea to have a, a fire around. While waiting for the rest of the crew, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Shofra take a few vials of this. <laughs> like, two vials. Who's next? I'll go. I'll help everybody else get out and I'll get out last. No, I think you should go before me. I just go. I go while they communicate. Do you want help to go up? Yes. Still athletics? Giving uh, Safina a boost, yeah. 15. 
Yeah, with a 15, you're smaller, so you don't have to claw as much. And you realize that, yes, it is slippery. And uh, you see also Chauffage is collecting, currently collecting this viscous thing. I fall down next to you. It's like I stand up and it's just like dripping off of me. Still been in worse place before. Ah, I can taste it, though. We were in salt ocean under ice before, so I say yes. Yes, it's like we're solely being prepared for food. First salt, then fat, who knows what else. Potato. Sounds like all we are missing is fire. I have! I'm gonna go because I just realized I'm still exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let me help you with that one. Alright, there you go, 25 easy. And you can't see anything, but you are able to to feel your way through the whole thing, yeah. Seeing that Zana's sword will not fit, Shofra will offer to hold on to it while she climbs up. Yep. So he's like, out of the cage, all just happened, like, the hilt of the sword slowly rises up out of whatever hole is in the cage. Can we still help her? Just get up? Once you see her arms and head, yeah, you could pull her. Okay, I couldn't just, like, be on my stomach and just... No, because it's too tight, so it's just, uh, yeah, she'll need to uh, do the first pull-up by herself, uh. And who knows, you might turn into a slip inside us and just drag you back down into the hell of here. <laughs> Sloop. I'm spending three for 15. As you uh, start pushing yourself up, Zana, you feel tiny hands? Tiny hands? Grabbing at your hang- ankles <laughs> as if trying to keep you there. And for a moment, there is a big grinding noise and you're like, something's trying to trap me in this position. Can you roll again an athletics for me, Hunter? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's a 20. Fuck you, tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You swing your leg and heave all your body like uh, stronger uh, now, Zana. The hands do let go. They were uncomfortably cold. I'm sorry, where were they coming from? From under you. So when you were halfway through the passage. So they were like within the cage itself. Yeah. But looking back, I don't see anything. You don't see anything, no. And the hands that you felt, like you felt them on your skin as if you weren't wearing any boots or socks or pants. Not too long after Zana stands up, after pulling herself through. You guys hear the grinding again, and there's a sudden movement where the cage lowers like a good feet, blocking you in this section. So, who's holding my hand? (laughs) I am, but it's with a mage hand. It's a bunch of fractals combined together, so it's imagine like you're holding a bunch of 8-bit shit. (laughs) Just a block of Legos. Damn it, Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) I won't hold it too tight because it's gonna hurt. Alright, well, we're back to this. At this point, you should have echolocation just by nature of what you've been experiencing. Are we going, like, stealthily, or...? I'm okay with stealthy. Uh, It's just she points to the back and then realizes you can't see. Well, the elevator may have uh, notified whatever else in Goopland. Yeah, that's right. I don't suppose any of you felt anything on the way up. No? I'm quite sure whatever that thing in the bottom of the mine was just tried to have us taken care of right there. Really? Oh, I only felt, uh, goop. Well, I felt something trying to hold me in the cage. Ooh. Oh. What happened? You, did they try to suck away your strength or what? No, it was just like a hand made of ice. Hmm. Made of ice? So it felt like at least. 
could be... It's not Chill Touch. I think if it was a spell, it would have actually hurt me. But it didn't, right? No. Are you sure it was from the entity? Because it wants us to succeed. Oh, we don't know that. But what else could it have been? What about little dwarf thing floating through? We never confirm if it's part of... I assumed that was one and the same. Um... Yeah, because the little girl was the same voice, right? The laughter of the little girl was the same as the sun. We think, but... Yeah, we never confirmed that. But we won't find any answers standing here. Are you okay? Do you feel enervated or gassy? I don't know what that word means, but I'm fine. I'm not physician here, but uh, it seems like you have good, clean bill health. Lucian, well, if you'd like to... Though it may know that we're here, it may not know when we arrived where we need to be. If you want, uh, we could try to be stealthy. I don't know about Goopy Floor. I'm gonna do it. Okay. That's concentration. Yeah. What does it look or feel like? I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what does it appear to us? I guess that that would be like um, some kind of shadow, like just going up her legs, <laughs> just like what? smoke it's a bit. All shadow. Like smoke. Zana, you're going ahead uh, of everyone, is what I understood. Can I get a stealth check from all of you since you're moving? You guys are staying within 30 feet of Luciano, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would normally say you're a disadvantage, Cassandra, but you rolled a net one. So. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. But hey, it's doing work. That spell is doing exactly what it needs to do right now. As you start to go down the tunnel, one thing you realize is the tunnel has been used and trampled so much that it's curving a little bit in the center and that's where the substance is pooling. After the band you arrive into a large room. It's slightly larger than the landing platform that you were when you were on the second level and you can tell that it's not as well organized here. It seems to be a, a well, of course it has been abandoned, but it's also the second landing seems to be more advanced than this landing. And you see a pile of used carts, you know, the wheelbarrows that you've seen, like the workers push. There's a bunch of the pile in one, uh, one corner. Oh, so someone placed them. It wasn't like a bunch of people were running for their lives and just like dumped them. No, 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 no. They have been, you know, like a storage, but they're put like in a big mass. Like, but it's not no... blocking anything? It's not blocking anything. No, no, it's not blocking anything. It's to the side. We can put Lucian in one and carry him around if he's too tired. <laughs> There's an archway that goes into a, a secondary room right after that. So very similar to the landing uh, where you were before with the, with the other room next to it. Are there any discarded cogs in here? No cogs. Does it look like there were ever any installed in here at some point? Not in this room. Hmm. There's a lot of grinding that you can still hear coming from the back where you came from, but also coming from the other room uh, just over the wheelbarrow pile. Well, let's keep moving. I think that would be a good idea to look for an exit if you don't want to die here. I think intended exit behind us, but I think there's potentially another one later because usually when you make mine, you make alternate routes as well as create air or just to discard rubble and refuse. This is a salt mine though. You're carving, you don't need to discard because you're carving what you want directly from the salt blocks. So you're surrounded by salt. The walls are made of salt. We can lick our way home. 
You could. Well, it's just because she said that there we could hear some other cogs. Yeah, there's another room. There's another room just past the wheelbarrow pile. So if we keep going, that's where we're going? Okay, well, let's keep going. As you guys are in the middle of the room, making your way towards the other room just over, passive perception besides... Uh, I have 17, but I can't see shit. I know, you can't see. Uh, you can hear and smell. And then where the 11 grew, Zana and I... 17 passive. Shofra, you see this the same little girl figure that you saw in the archway? No noise, just, uh, just a figure. Uh... Little girl ahead again. It's not surprising, but nothing we can do about it. Do you think the signaling us come this way, or is it just play? There is not much way other way to go. I wish I could see this thing at some point. Come to me. I have toys. <laughs> Little girl, I have things. You know that sounds very creepy, right? And I just look at you blankly, just like, no. Little girl shouldn't go to strangers. Okay, put that away. So we're going towards her? Yes, she was trotting... What is what is word for this? It sounds too happy. We don't do that in Barovia. Skipping? We run for life. That's great, that's not creepy at all. Considering we are in abandoned mining shaft... With goo everywhere? hope you enjoyed this episode of Uncreated. Tune back in two weeks from now to discover what happens next. Meanwhile, you can head over to MilestoneRPG.com to read this episode's companion, The GM Log. The GM Log deepens the lore of Uncreated while divulging details about the mechanics of the game. It has homebrew items, handouts, and other goodies to follow along with the podcast, and so much more. And finally, if you like our podcast, recommend us to your friends. Come and say hi on the website. Leave comments. We're excited to engage with all of you. You can also rate and review us on your favorite listening platform that helps to spread the word. See you in two weeks. And in the meantime, don't touch the mist.